Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. The life story of Joseph is full of wisdom and life lessons. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Let's discuss three nuggets of truth and wisdom that we found later in Joseph's life. Now, if you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in the UK and Virginia. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. At the time of this recording, we're finishing up the Torah readings that cover the life of Joseph. This week's reading is called Vayechi, or And He Lived. It comes from Genesis 47, verse 28, which tells us that Yaakov, or Jacob, lived in the land of Mitzrayim, or Egypt, for 17 years. The whole age of Jacob was 147 years. From the previous reading, we know how old Jacob was when he went to Egypt. Genesis 47, starting at verse 8, reads, And Pharaoh said to Jacob, How many are the days of the years of your life? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The days of the years of my sojourning are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life, and they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their sojourning. Some Bibles give more of an interpretation of these verses than a translation. They may say something like, Pharaoh asked Jacob, how old are you? These interpretations gloss over some key wisdom from the Torah. Mm -hmm. According to some rabbis, Pharaoh showed great wisdom in the way he asked his question. Most people live their lives day to day with few of their days spent on their life's work or various significant tasks. In that sense, Pharaoh is asking about more than Jacob's age. He may be asking how many meaningful days Jacob has had in his obviously long life. Jacob responded that his meaningful days were few and troubled, and that he did not attain the high marks set by his fathers, Abraham and Isaac. Mm. So the wisdom I get from this wording is that we must live in a way that respects the days we're given. Years ago, I heard the coach of the Baltimore Ravens football team make a statement. He said that some days are long, but the years are short. Now that sure does ring true as I think about 2021. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 15, tells us to pay careful attention to how you conduct your life. Live wisely and not unwisely. Use your time well, for these are evil days, so don't be foolish but try to understand what the will of the Lord is. In other words, be wise about the way you use the days of your years. That's the first nugget of wisdom we wanted to share. The second nugget is buried in the Hebrew language, the original writing of the story of Joseph. Genesis 50 tells what happened after Jacob died. Joseph had his father embalmed, and he led a huge procession to bury Jacob as he requested. I'll start reading at verse 15. It says, realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brother said, Joseph may hate us now and pass back in full for all the suffering we caused him. 
So they sent a message to Joseph, which said, Your father gave this order before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you now, please forgive your brother's crimes and wickedness in doing you harm. So now we beg of you, forgive the crime of the servants of the Elohim of your father. Of course, Joseph assured his brothers that he would continue to nourish and protect them, even though they meant to do him harm. In many English translations of the Bible, the scripture contains the first mention of the word forgive. When we looked up the Hebrew word translated as forgive in this scripture, we found the word nasah. You might remember this word from the third of the ten words, better known as the Ten Commandments. The third commandment tells us to not take or carry the holy name of Yehovah as if it's worthless or vain. Nasah means to carry or to lift up. In Genesis 50 and 17, this word is translated as forgive. That's interesting because forgive in our culture means to drop something, not to carry it. Maybe you've heard someone say drop it or let it go when talking about an offense. Consider a different way of understanding forgiveness from the perspective of the offender. The person who needs forgiveness is asking the offended person to carry the offense in a way that doesn't break the fellowship between them mm. and the offended person. The offended person may have a hard time forgetting the offense. They may be reminded of it every time they see the offender. Still, think about what the offender is asking. Carry the offense, which they cannot take away, and don't use it to punish the offender. Wow, Mom, that's uh, deep. You know, Psalms 103 described the uh, great mercy of our Elohim. Starting at verse 10, it says, He has not treated us as our sins deserve or paid us back for our offenses, because his mercy toward those who fear him is as far above earth as heaven. He carried or removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. This is our second nugget of Torah wisdom from the life of Joseph. Forgiveness involves carrying something, a burden, for someone else who probably doesn't deserve to have the burden carried. It may not seem fair that the offended person has to do the carrying. That's what makes grace, grace. Mm -hmm. As people who obey the instructions of Messiah Yeshua and his Father, our Father in heaven, we give grace because we know that we've received much more grace than we can ever give. So true, Daddy. Our third nugget of Torah wisdom involves something Jacob did before he died. Joseph did something very similar as well. Genesis chapter 47, starting at verse 29, says, The time came when Israel, or Jacob, was approaching death. So he called for his son Joseph and said to him, If you truly love me, Please put your hand under my thigh and pledge that out of consideration for me, you will not bury me in Egypt. Rather, when I sleep with my fathers, you are to carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. He replied, I will do as you have said. He said, Swear it to me. And he swore to him. Then Israel bowed down at the head of his bed. Just before his death, Israel told his sons what would happen to their posterity in the Acharit Hayamim, or the last days. When he finished these historic pronouncements in Genesis 49, starting in verse 29, then he charged them as follows, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my ancestors in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, 
the Hitti or Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah by Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Avraham bought together with the field from Ephron the Hitti as a burial place belonging to him. There they buried Avraham and his wife Sarah. They buried there Yitzhak and his wife Rivka, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it, which was purchased from the sons of Chet. When Yaakov finished charging his sons, he drew his legs up into the bed, he breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. We see that, even in death, Israel counted the word of Elohim as sure and certain. He was so invested in the covenant given to his grandfather Abraham that he even wanted his body left in the land promised by Elohim. Later, in Genesis 50, we learn that Joseph lived to see 110 years. Mm. He saw his children's children and more, and he was closely involved in their lives. Reading from verse 24, Joseph said to his brothers, I am dying, but Elohim will surely remember you and bring you up out of this land to the land which he swore to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, or Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the sons of Israel, Elohim will surely remember you, and you are to carry my bones up from here. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and they embalmed him and put him in a coffin in Egypt. As the story of Israel's departure from Egypt unfolded, hundreds of years later, the people of Israel remembered the promise they made to Joseph. They took his body with them on the exodus from Egypt and on the 40-year journey to the promised land. This last nugget of Torah wisdom is pretty straightforward. All of Jehovah's people must align our hopes and interests with his sure promises. Elohim promised Israel a land, and he kept his word. Even as Israel was unfaithful and was ejected from the land multiple times, the covenant-keeping Elohim brought back a remnant, as he said he would, and his promises did not end with just a remnant. The book of Deuteronomy is Moshe's final message to Israel. In it, Moshe warned Israel that if they failed to obey Jehovah's instructions, they would be expelled from the land and dispersed into captivity by their enemies. Yet, if they would return to his ways, Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting at verse 3 says, At that point, Jehovah your Elohim will reverse your exile and show you mercy. He will return and gather you from all the peoples which Jehovah your Elohim scattered you. If one of yours was scattered to the far end of the sky, Jehovah your Elohim will gather even from there. He will go there and get you. Jehovah mm. your Elohim will bring you back into the land your ancestors possessed, and you will possess it. He will make you prosperous there, and you will become even more numerous than your ancestors. Tim, we who love the Elohim of Israel demonstrate our love by embracing his promises and keeping his commandments. Romans 1 verse 16 says that this great salvation is to everyone that believes. By believes, I mean hear and obeys. Amen. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Amen, Mama. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and think that the lessons revealed in the life of Joseph are just nice stories? Or would you take the red pill? Align yourself with Jehovah's covenant and his covenant people and hold fast to his promises as Joseph did. Only you can answer that question. 
For those of us who get it, we have travel plans, and our last stop is Jerusalem. Amen. Some may sleep and wake up to their inheritance. Others of us will be changed, and we will go to Israel with the victorious Messiah Yeshua. Amen. Either way, we know exactly where we're going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Mama. You know, I hear the music playing, so I guess that's all we have time for today. Mm-hmm. Please listen again online and share this with a friend. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth. truth.